It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Locked On. Welcome back to the Locked On Cowboys podcast brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com today and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. I am your host, Marcus Mosier. Joining me today is Lana McCool. Make sure you guys check him out on Twitter at McCoolBCB. You can also listen to him on the Best Coast Boys podcast. Lanham, what is going on, sir? Not a lot. It's a, another week. We're getting a, another week closer. We, we, football may actually happen on some kind of regular timeline. We're going to see exactly what things are going to look like when as they start getting back into the uh, facilities. Oh, but yeah. We still have some... Uh, it's an interesting content that always just seems to kind of fall into our lap every week, it seems like. Yeah. So for those that aren't beat writers or bloggers or whatever, uh, June is by far the worst month for NFL content. Uh, There's just nothing going on, and especially this year with no OTAs and no mini camps. I mean, you, you really have to stretch to, to find things to talk about. Luckily for us here in the Locked On Cowboys podcast, that's never a problem. We always have things to talk about. Um <laughs> But one of the exercises that I like to do every year is do a full redraft of the NFL. Uh, I normally do one or two rounds. I've been doing this for a while. Um, but ESPN actually beat us to the punch this year. Um, and they put out a four-round mock draft of redrafting the entire NFL. And Landon, I got to tell you, uh, this one is super, super fascinating. Um, I want to start with this. Uh, Dak Prescott in this draft goes number nine to the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is the, let's see, one, two, three, four, uh, six quarterback drafted in this class behind Mahomes, Wilson, Jackson, Watson, and Drew Brees. Does number nine feel right? Does it feel too high, too low? Because I think you can certainly make the case that he should probably be the, what, fifth, sixth pick in this draft? What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I tend to think, and, and I understand why they did this, but like, if you're going to do a draft like this, I mean, Frankly, the first twenty picks should probably all be quarterbacks, right? Like, oh yeah, oh easily. Yeah, I, I mean, this whole idea that, yeah, I mean, frankly, I think that Dak is, yeah, probably should be sixth or fifth pick overall. Uh, yeah, I mean, I you know just to kind of run it down real quick, it's Mahomes, Wilson, Jackson, Watson, which those four make sense. Miami yep. goes with Aaron Donald at five. I mean, Aaron Donald's the best player, best defensive player in football, maybe the best overall player in football, but I don't know that I'd take him there at five. And then LA, LA takes Ronnie Stanley as their offensive tackle, which I'm like, man, Ronnie we Stanley. Best, are we sure the best, he's the best offensive tackle in that no, team? No, cert, it's certainly not. <laughs> yeah, so uh, the fact that he goes there and Joey Bosa goes seven, I mean, I yeah. Honestly, picks five, six, and seven, they don't make sense to me. Uh, no. I th- you got to take quarterback first. Uh, and then Drew Brees going above Dak Prescott. 
That doesn't make sense. I don't know about that, man. I, you know, because you're, you're drafting a 38 year old or whatever quarterback. No, he's 41 oh, now. He's 41 now. Yeah, geez. Uh, and you know, it's like it's what are you drafting for one year? I don't know, man. Like, I, 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 I we could get into the larger. What's the actual strategy here? A conversation yeah. about these drafts, but I, I think first of all, anybody taking a non-quarterback in the top 15 at least. I think is out of their minds. All right, so I right before on the show, I kind of made a top fifteen of the players that I would pick, and the first thirteen are quarterbacks. I think I mean, I'll run through them really quickly: Mahomes, Jackson, Watson, Prescott, Murray, Wilson, Wentz, Burrow, Tua, Cousins, Rogers, Stafford, Ryan. I think you have to take all thirteen of those quarterbacks before you even consider a positional player. And even then, I think you can make an argument for other quarterbacks. Even, you know, a young guy like um, Sam Darnold or Baker Mayfield or Josh Allen or even Herbert, who was drafted this year. The quarterback position just as a whole is so much more valuable than than a a star defensive tackle. Heck, even the Rams. I'm sure, you know, not a lot of people are super high on Jared Goff anymore, but... He's just a more valuable player than Aaron Donald. It, it sucks to say because Donald's been so good, but that's just the, the nature of the quarterback position, right? Yeah. I mean, just the way that the game is laid out right now, the quarterback is the most valuable position in all the sports. And, um, I, you know, I, it's to the point where even a middling quarterback uh, is more valuable than the most valuable non-quarterback in the league. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's why I was like, you know, there's probably, like you, you said 13, yeah, 13 yeah. to 15 quarterbacks Easy. who are more, no matter what, just more valuable than every other player in the NFL, despite the fact that that 15th guy is the 15th best player at his position. Yeah, I agree. Um, let's do this really quickly before we move on. I, I want to talk about some of the quarterbacks that were drafted after Prescott. Um, and you tell me which one you'd rather start a franchise with. How about Prescott versus Carson Wentz? I know you've been arguing this one a lot on Twitter. Uh, is that one close for you? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that it's. I mean, it's preference to a certain degree, but I think that to me, I'm choosing. I kind of like it the way it is to a certain degree. Uh, wait, real, real, yeah. real quick, go over the order one more time for me. So Prescott was at number nine. Yeah. Carson Wentz was at 11. Yeah. Uh, it, we're we're going to get to some of these other guys in a second. But, if you, again, between Prescott and Wentz, I, I'm, I think when they're both so, on the field, they're close enough. I'm, I'm just taking it, the durability, right? Yeah. You say oh, – that's, I guess, what I meant is that Wentz is at 11. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I'm pulling it up. Yeah. So, he's, like, too, too blind. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I, I don't think Bosa should be the guy that's separating those two. No, uh, just no. because I feel like, you know, again, that they shouldn't even be on that list. But um, – uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I, I'm biased to be sure, but I I think you know the the production standpoint, the the durability standpoint. Uh, I, I just think even when they're both on the field together, that Dak is a more consistently good player. I agree. Yeah. Uh, so I yeah, I would definitely take Dak over Carson Wentz, but again, that's probably not a surprise because we're a Cowboys podcast. Sure. Um, the next couple are interesting to me. What about Joe Burrow? Uh, we haven't seen him in the NFL yet, but he was the number one overall pick. So basically, 
would you have traded Prescott for the number one pick in the 2020 draft? Um, I probably wouldn't because you know you already know what Prescott is in the NFL. He's still a young quarterback. Uh, there's a lot of uncertainty with Burrow, but you like the the upside. Is that one close for you at all? The the upside question is is the most interesting with this, right? Because it's really you know there's a diff- there's such a large difference between even like Kyler Murray and Joe Burrow mm. because you at least seen you know a season season of Kyler Murray you know sure uh, yeah I think that that's really the the kind of interesting wild card here is is you know that Joe Burrow era area because yeah I mean he has all this upside he's probably the most highly touted quarterback coming in at number one in a long time I would say mm-hmm. since Andrew Luck maybe um, sure and and I think that you know you you have to kind of weigh how much upside you think there is there and, and, and just kind of figure out like whether that's more valuable to you than the proven commodity. It's interesting that he's sandwiched between, you know, two guys who are, you know, definitely hall of famers and, you know, have, have been called the greatest at some point have each been called the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, but I do think that when you look at what you're doing moving forward, you look at the fact that there's a 41, 41 year old quarterback on one side and a, Rogers is like thirty eight or thirty nine, right? He's he'll not be thirty. 40. He'll be thirty eight in December. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you know, those are guys who they probably they you know just by the way the NFL works may have a couple more years in their career, especially Rogers. But uh, you know, I mean, to, to get Joe Burrow, a twenty three year old, like yeah. not even entering his prime, to me, uh, the way I would build a team, I would definitely put him a couple spots above Rogers and Brady. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I think I think you can make a pretty strong case that Prescott should be no worse than the fifth quarterback drafted after you know Mahomes, Wilson, Jackson, and Watson. I will say the one guy that is intriguing for me, the one that I would have to at least stop and think about it, is Kyler Murray, who the Cowboys ended up taking here at pick number seventeen. Just because Kyler is so young, he's so athletic, and I think we saw last year uh, some of the flashes. I, I I'm I'm just a big Kyler fan in general. Uh, so I think that one's at least somewhat in- intriguing to me. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Um, let's take a quick break. want to remind you guys about Built Bar. Uh, right before, again, right before we came on the show, uh, I went with a toffee almond, one of my favorites, uh, just to power me through the podcast. Um, if you've never tried a Built Bar before, let me tell you this. They are by far the best tasting protein bars out there. It's hard to even explain it. It's real chocolate with amazing flavors. The best part is it's a low-calorie protein bar with uh, just, again, a ton of protein packed in there. No crazy additives. If you want to get in on Built Bar, just go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off your first box. All right, Delina, the next thing that I want to talk about here in this redraft is after Prescott, the next player to be drafted by the Cowboys. There, there's a lot of intriguing guys here that we could talk about between uh, Lyle Collins, who didn't even make the list, uh, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott. Um, but in this draft, it was Tyron Smith that went off the board at pick 48. 
First of all, is that surprising to you that he was the, the second Cowboy drafted in his pick 48 too low for him? Um, I think it's it's I, I think it's a little bit low. Yes, for sure. Um, I don't know that it's surprising. I guess that he was the second uh, uh, player taken. And here's the thing: like when you're talking about drafting all the best, uh, like established talent in the NFL, like it's not like a regular college draft really no, I mean, no, y- no. you really kind of have to go purely based on positional value because i mean frankly the Absolutely. first you know like five or six picks you're gonna get are, are gonna be all pros you know or, or mostly or, yeah or, or all pro bowl level talent so you yep. kind of just have to lay it out by which is the hardest to find uh and and, and you know which is the, the most uh, uh, rare to find. You go there first. Obviously, quarterback is impossible to find, so that, that's going to be your first pick. And then your second pick is going to probably be either you know part part of that money five group that offensive tackle, mm-hmm. defensive end, cornerbacks, wide receivers. And so that, that's a, that's a, that's a large mass, you know, of of of, of people of, of players. And there's a ton of talent in the NFL there. So, I, I, am I surprised that an offensive tackle is the second player taken? Uh, off the Cowboys roster, no. I am surprised that it's at 48. That seems a little bit low, and, and especially because we're talking when we talk about the pantheon of uh, of non-quarterback players that have value. I, I would think that Tyron Smith would probably be listed a little bit higher. I am surprised that Amari Cooper isn't somewhere on that list. I mean, I think wide receivers kind of fall on that list mm-hmm. of of guys that would be in that next tier of type of player that get drafted and. I think Cooper is, you know, one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, so that is surprising. But uh, we'll get to I him in a second because there's something that there's something fascinating that happened with Amari Cooper. We'll get to him in a second. Okay, but go but, ahead. Uh, but yeah, I think get back to your question. You know, I think the Tyron is is uh, is still an incredibly valuable player. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, but uh, you know, just looking, if Ronnie Stanley's going six, <laughs> then I don't know that Tyron Smith should be going forty eight. Well, no, especially when, I mean, there was other offensive tackles that came off the board ahead of Tyron. Uh, Ryan Ramchek, uh, um, uh, David Bakhtiari. I believe Tyron was the fourth offensive tackle drafted, and that kind of makes sense given his age. Yeah. Um, he's still young, um, but I just thought that was interesting. Even more interesting, though, five running backs drafted ahead of Tyron Smith. Oh, my God. I, I feel like we haven't got the message out there about running backs yet. I this is what happens when you don't tweet for a month. But, uh, yeah, five <laughs> running backs drafted. Uh, Cam Newton drafted ahead of Tyron Smith. Uh, in case you didn't know, uh, Cam is, is still a free agent. Um, so, it's just, just there's multiple off-the-ball linebackers drafted ahead of Tyron. Uh, that was fascinating. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott at pick number 60. What are you going to do? Um, let's talk about wide receivers for a second. Because you mentioned Amari Cooper. Um, he is actually the fifth cowboy drafted in this uh nfl redraft but what's fascinating to me uh goes in the third round is that he's not actually the first cowboys receiver drafted in this one uh cd lamb goes pick 80 to the atlanta falcons and amari cooper goes 87 to the new england patriots would you right now if you're starting a franchise would you rather have cd lamb than amari cooper i don't know i mean this one's really tough for me. I, I, I don't. 
I don't know that I would. Oh, I mean, Cooper's got. The thing is, is that you know maybe if Cooper was like as old as his career, like should implies, you know, like because he's been in the league for a little while. If if I if he was like twenty eight or you know like twenty seven years old, like yeah. maybe that would be one thing. Uh, but he's like twenty five years old, and so and, and he's done all this, you know, in such a uh, you know short amount of time. Mm-hmm. And 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 I just think that his pedigree is is higher than than Lance. Sure. You know, I mean, he was a top five pick for a reason. You know, so I I, I probably uh, you know I, I think that this may be one spot where uh, the upside and unknown is being overweighted, uh, maybe just a little bit. I mean, they're, they're they're touching, so it's it's not like you know he's a lot better, but I would probably you know think that. Cooper gives you the uh, the known of a player that's that's done it before, plus the upside yep. of a young player. So I would probably take him just because you kind of get the best of both worlds there. Yeah, I, it, it's surprising to me how underrated Amari still is. Um, in this draft, thirteen receivers drafted ahead of Amari, which that is absolutely ridiculous to start. Um, but there's even guys in there that I think you can make a strong argument against, like. Julio Jones, I think, is a better player than Amari Cooper, but he's 32 years old. So there's like a seven-year yeah. age gap between the two, okay? Devontae Adams, that's fine. Odell Beckham. Uh, Odell Beckham is older, has a lot of injury histories. Uh, I mean, I know the upside's probably higher, uh, but I probably would take Amari there, probably. Uh, that one's close. I, I think you can make a good argument on e- either side. This is where it gets interesting. Uh, AJ Green goes ten spots ahead of Amari. I, I don't see that. Juju Smith-Schuster, oh, uh, Chris Godwin, Keenan Allen, Jerry Judy. Uh, These guys are going man, to for seems, Cooper. This seems a little low. That's wait. You say you say that those guys are going in front of Cooper? Correct. That's ten totally ridiculous. Yeah, that's totally. Yeah. Rid- I mean, Chris Godwin. Are you kidding? I mean. I mean, Godwin's good, but like, okay, okay, yeah, Godwin's good. Fifteen spots, like that's ridiculous, man. Come on, like Cooper's one of the best wide receivers in football, (laughs) and and, and he's younger than. Oh, dude, that's that's (laughs) AJ Green. uh, AJ Green has had one thousand yard receiving season since two thousand fifteen. One. I don't don't uh, know. That that is that's just blatant disrespect. I, mean, I don't know. Like Chris Godwin is is a fine player, but I mean, come on, man. All right, I, I'm going to give you more. Fire. Cooper's better yeah. than the guy that's starting ab- above Godwin. You know, Correct. like so. I, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get this. I'm going to get you more fired up in a second, but I just wanted to remind you guys. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box and 
free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Uh, that today's episode is sponsored by rockauto.com. It's a family business that has been serving auto parts to customers for over 20 years. They have everything from engine control modules, brake parts, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in just a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Their website is incredibly easy to navigate. You can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always incredibly low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box to let them know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com today. All right, Landon, we had some big grievances there, but they're going to get worse and worse as we go along. Um, oh, great. First of all, uh, Demarcus Lawrence is actually the next Cowboy drafted after Amari Cooper. He goes oh, about 60 spots after Ezekiel Elliott. How do you feel about that? Uh, yeah, that's that's not great either. I mean, this whole thing is just like a mess, especially after the. It does give you a good idea of who knows how to build teams, right? And what the actual value of players are, right? It does. It's shocking to me that like it's how quickly it falls to to, to pieces just right after you know the first. I don't know twenty spots. Really, it's just oh, everyone. Yeah. Everyone's just kind of doing their own thing. Uh, uh, and, and, you know, I think you mentioned that the, the LA Rams, like beat writer selected two running backs back to back. Like, I mean, this is just, I don't know. Like this feels just extremely haphazard. This list at a certain point. Let let me read you the players that are drafted ahead of Demarcus Lawrence. I I just want to get your opinion. Ready? Okay. Jameis Winston, who is a backup in the NFL right now. Nick Chubb, Tyrod Taylor, Grady Jarrett. Justin Tucker. Tyrod Taylor? I mean... What's worse, Tyrod or Justin Tucker? I, I mean, I, Justin Tucker <laughs> still. I, this is just like... This is shocking. You know, I guess really what it is... is I mean, this is done by beat writers, right? So it's like a lot of just kind of myopic views of, of these players. Yeah. Like, they just only know their own team, so... Which tends to happen. I understand that. But yep. that's just crazy. Like, I don't know. Some of the team building aspects of this are just, like, completely out the window to a certain degree. Yeah, I know. Um, the next cow- the next Cowboy drafted after Marcus Lawrence is Zach Mar- Martin at pick 118. Um, the guys that were drafted ahead of him include uh, DK Metcalf, Max Crosby, Cortland Sutton, Henry Ruggs, uh, Micah Hyde, Phillip Rivers. Um Best guard in football falls to pick one eighteen. Uh, that seems a little low for me. What do you think? You know, uh, <laughs> this is why I was so excited to do this podcast because I know you. I knew you were going to get so angry about it, and I love uh, it. This is. It's like I don't know. It's. Uh, yeah, I mean that again. Like I think positional positional value is is kind of being thrown out the window. Not that guard is has more positional value, but I mean he's just a a better player and i think that because teams are swinging wildly with <laughs> their picks up top they're, they're it's it's yeah. it's having a, a a cascading effect with their picks down the bottom 
they're passing on guys like Zach Martin so that they can what get a get a get a like a third tier wide receiver and like I mean it's like okay. it's really I don't know I I think if people had done what they were supposed to do at the top then a lot of this would be would make a lot more sense I feel like yeah it's just there's just no way that Zach Martin would go that low when you have somebody who has been an all pro at the position for so long does give you position like you know versatility. There's no way that a team would take Henry Ruggs, the unknown of Henry Ruggs, over a Zach Martin. It just it doesn't happen. Or a, a Jared Stidham goes 30 spots ahead of Zach Martin. It's just it's just crazy. But again, I do like doing these exercises because it does help you really value, uh, you know, put a value on these players, and it kind of tells you where the league is at right now. And I think I think it is good to see that people value like somebody like Prescott. He's going high. Yeah. I do, yeah. do think it's important to see that. Um, people really believe that CeeDee Lamb is going to become a, a star in the NFL, and they're really betting on uh, the upside there. So uh, a fun exercise that we like to pick apart every single year. Um, you know, Shout out to Todd Archer. He did a good job for the Cowboys. He did, He's, yeah, absolutely. One, one of the best beat guys out there. Can't say enough good things about Todd Archer. So uh, keep doing good work. That is it for today's show. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow the show at Locked On Cowboys. You can follow Landon at McCoolBCB. And you can follow me at Marcus underscore Mosier. And we will see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.